Okay, and welcome in cold open, and sorry I'm getting this to you so late. It's the Wednesday edition of Corbett's Corner, but maybe for your drive home or those of you that are working at home, maybe your evening leisure, uh, that's what this podcast is for. Um, I'm Dylan Corbett riding solo here, and again, we're going to touch on a bunch of stuff. First, the breaking news, the blockbuster NBA trade, James Harden to the Nets. Uh, NHL season opener, puck drops actually uh, right about as this uh, podcast will hit the airwaves as soon as it'll be posted. The season will start, so we'll get a little preview there. And then the second event of the 2021 calendar season for the PGA Tour. I've got some uh, information for you there on the Sony Open as they remain in the great state of Hawaii. Okay, first, hard into the Nets, the blockbuster, and seeing a lot of mixed reaction. I've gotten texts from people saying, oh, thank God I already locked in a future. Nets are winning it all. Nets are winning the East. Uh, and then more people also kind of saying, hey, Harden's fat. Hey, Harden's uh, having only 24 points per game. That's his worst in almost uh, you know a decade. Uh, so again, a lot to kind of dissect with this trade. First, the basics. Harden to the Nets. You're going to get KD and James Harden. That's unbelievable. Uh, but KD, again, he does look great. He looks as KD as ever. He is coming off in a significant Achilles injury. Kyrie Irving, the drama swirling around him. Stephen A. Smith called him to retire today. I think that was a little overboard. But seriously, this guy's uh, kind of been a nut job. He's his own guy. He's telling you the world is flat. He's taking weeks off, saying personal reasons, and he's throwing birthday parties for his sister. I know his family is very important to him. I know family is important to everybody. Um, but just an odd individual. He's already KD, an odd kind of individual. So they thought, all right, maybe these two... Uh, uh, will make it work. No, they already have a fractured relationship somehow. Kyrie Irving's just an odd dude. He can't make it work with anyone, can't make it work with any team. So I think that's why the Nets were pretty desperate not to let this season waste for KD and said, okay, we're going to ship everything, everything. Take picks, take Levert, take Jared Allen. I mean, they bent over for the Rockets to get Harden here. And I think they got a lesser Harden. Uh, personality issues with James Harden. You know, how is he going to all of a sudden mesh under a first-year head coach in Steve Nash, who seems to have already lost his locker room, lost Kyrie Irving? They brought Steve Nash in to control Kyrie Irving. It's just been a disaster. Everywhere Irving goes, whether he begs to leave the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, goes to the Celtics, doesn't work there. In fact, they're better without him. Goes to the Nets, doesn't work there. In fact, they're better without him. Then all of a sudden, KD comes there. Oh, they're going to save him. And now KD's uh, taking over the team, and Kyrie appears to not even be in the picture. Uh, so very bizarre. Let's dive into some of the other particulars of this said trade. Mention the picks. Just the Nets shopping their entire future for all-in now with KD and Harden. Not unlike what the Clippers did with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, right? They traded all their picks to Oklahoma City because they said, okay, Paul George is the guy. Didn't work out last year. We'll see if we do get the Battle of L.A. in the Western Conference Finals this year. If the Clippers do make a run this year. Um, that's what these two teams are doing. L.A., Brooklyn, big markets, Clippers, Nets. They're going all in with their star players, shipping off all their draft picks and saying, okay, our future's gone for the now. What are you going to do with it? Was the Heat a success? You know, they had to rebuild uh, after they went through the big three who ended up winning just two titles, right? Was that a success? Clippers has not been a success so far. The Nets have done this before. Now, albeit it was with... Uh, to aging former superstars in Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, you name it. Uh, Harden, still in his prime, but he might be on the wrong side of it. Here's a guy that's entering his prime, Karis LeVert. 
Um, he is 26, so again, older than Jared Allen, who's headed to the Cavaliers. And that's where we'll start here with the two lesser parts of this trade. Levert to the Pacers, which I absolutely love. And then uh, the Cavaliers going after another big guy, Jared Allen and Andre Drummond. What the hell? All right, well, Harden to the Nets with KD immediately makes him a contender. Now, am I going to say that's the surefire winner in the East? No. Uh, I still like the Sixers. I still like the Celtics. And now I love the Pacers. Here's why. Uh, I've been telling you about this lineup all year. You got Sabonis, who is, you know, a quiet, he's an all-star. He's a bona fide all-star. He might make a run in the MVP if he continues on improving on his game. Uh, Brogdon running the point. That's been a great addition. Uh, Miles Turner leads the league in blocks. That is a scary man at center. He can also step out, shoot a three. I'm trying to think who I'm even missing here. Uh, I guess the other guy is Aaron Holiday, right? Justin Holiday. Um, and maybe they are dealing with an injury, but here's the big upgrade. You had Old Depot, who is banged up. He hasn't been the same the last couple of years. He goes to Houston. I think Houston's going to flip him. That's an expiring contract where Oladipo is still a productive player, not who he once was, but that's going to be a nice piece to a contending team that I think the Rockets are going to brilliantly. I mean, they completely rebuilt their farm system. Farm system. They rebuilt their draft capital, I should say. Um, let John Wall kind of do his thing, lose some games, keep collecting draft capital, and just rebuild the whole thing. They got a king's ransom of picks to get rid of a fat James Harden, and I think they're the winners in this whole thing. I love the Pacers getting Levert, who's an upgraded Oladipo. Okay, Levert, last two years, 18 points per game, and not only has he showed you, the Pacers aren't bringing him in to take over. They're bringing him in as a complement to an already incredible starting five, and it's an upgrade at the position, at the two-guard position. Uh, Levert, I, and he's shown he can play with people. He's played with Kevin Durant. He's played with Kyrie Irving. He's been able to, been able to take over games when those two haven't played with him. So I think that's the steal this entire thing. This blockbuster versus Karis Levert to the Pacers, an already good team improving and getting rid of, uh, you know, getting some money back in the process, right? Getting rid of Oladipo's contract in the final year off the books and getting Levert in return, I think's a big deal there for Indiana. Okay, lastly, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, you know, enjoyed what they were doing at the first week of the season. They've regressed to the mean. They've been dealing with injuries. Darius Garland can't stay healthy. Colin Sexton can't stay healthy. I mean, that's a good team. I just don't understand what they're doing now with Drummond and Jarrett Allen, two guys that can't shoot the three. Damn, they can barely shoot the elbow jumper. Um, that's not the game anymore. You've seen the evolution of the NBA the last decade. Step out and wait a second. This shot here behind this arc is three points as opposed to one step inside. It's a long, tough shot for just two points. You know, people finally woke up and realized, okay, three-point shooting's the way to go. The Cavs have yet to do that, right? They've got Drummond. They've got Jared Allen. Colin Sexton isn't exactly letting it up from deep. He's more of a slashing guard. Garland, the same. I just don't really understand what the Cavs are doing. And that'll kind of wrap up our analysis of the breaking news today. Um, James Harden to the Nets. Karis LeVert to the Pacers. Jared Allen to the Cavs. And then a whole lot of picks going to the Houston Rockets. Let's switch to some Puck. Yes, Puck with a P. Um, that's my nickname, by the way. Uh, some few call me that. Uh, okay, so the season is starting, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
after being upset 8-1 to by the Columbus Blue Jackets two years ago. They redeemed themselves, not unlike Virginia, right, for the last team to cut the nets in March Madness. They were the historic 116 upset next year. They win the whole damn thing. That's what Tampa Bay did as well. They lost 1-8 in the first round. They win the whole damn thing the next year. That was the end of the pandemic season, right, this summer. Uh, leaked into the fall. Okay, so this season, Colorado Avalanche are the favorite. Um, that's interesting. That's a really good team. Nate McKinnon, uh, I was close when I was in Rapid City to the Denver market, so I did like following that team. That's a damn good team. I don't like falling for the favorite, though, especially in the NHL as well. You've seen, you look at Tampa Bay, the one of the best regular season teams two years ago, and they get clipped by the Blue Jackets in the first round. Anything can happen. But I'm looking at two teams that are maybe short on odds, like because they're not getting they're getting respect that is due, but maybe not enough. It's the veterans. I, I'm going with uh, the Pens and the Caps. You got Ovi. You got Sidney Crosby. I think there's always value there when they're hiding in the 20 to one range. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be near the playoffs. I think that provides some great hedging opportunity for futures plays. Caps, Pens are always going to be there. Of course, the Caps won it what two years ago, three years ago. Uh, they're removed from a title. Um, with Ovechkin, who finally got the monkey off his back. I mean, these are still two of the best players, two of the best skaters, shooters, you name it, in hockey. Um, so I, I, I've liked the Caps and the Pens. And again, I'm kind of fading, not fading, but it's just too trendy for me. The Avalanche, the Canes, everyone's going to tell you about the Canes. They were a team I picked two years ago, and they've had a very solid run the last couple of years. But now people are starting to catch on. Okay, this team's good. I think they're properly rated now. Uh, just a bit too trendy for me, the Avalanche and the Canes, but those are two damn fun teams to watch. Um, I did play some, it's a shortened season, right? I did place two season point total overs, right? It's the point system in the NHL. Uh, you get points for winning, points for an overtime uh, loss, overtime win, etc. you name it. Uh, Flames and Blue Jacks are, Blue Jackets are two teams that I think are going to make some noise, two teams that are always fighting for the playoffs and uh, don't really get too much noise in the preseason. And then wrapping up with the PGA Tour, they are staying in Hawaii. They are going to the Big Island now, Honolulu. Um, Xander Shoffley, he was near the top the entire time. He did not win. He did finish top five. Uh, Harris English, I took live towards the end. He ended up forcing a playoff, a playoff, excuse me, and then winning. Uh, so I'm going to start there. Harris English, I think he is uh, really highly rated if you're into daily fantasy, DraftKings, FanDuel, you name it, for golf. Um, but I think this is a guy that is just rolling right now. He's staying on the island. He's saying, let's go. I'm playing some of my best golf ever. Uh, the top tens, the top fives. He had a great recent run in uh, at the Masters. I mean, Harris English has been all over the leaderboard over the past year and a half or so, and I think that's a good guy to ride. I know he's, I mean, it's almost statistically impossible to win two, unless they're Tiger Woods, to win two events back-to-back, but I think he's going to be near the top of the leaderboard, and I think that's a good guy to kind of build around your uh, DFS lineups, even though it is a steep price. Daniel Berger, a guy that has also been all over leaderboards. He was uh, in the running here most recently, too, as well in the past week. So he's playing well. Keep an eye on Daniel Berger. Maybe he breaks through this tournament. Maybe it was just a week off from last week. Kevin Kisner. I like Kisner in kind of the mid-range spot here. I think he's a guy that hasn't been getting too many looks, but he's always a veteran that can go low. He's played this course a couple of times, this tournament a couple of times. I think he's uh, destined as kind of an under-the-radar guy to maybe have a low score here. I like Kevin Kisner and also keeping on two guys in 
excellent form on the golf course, Daniel Berger and Harris English. The first round starts tomorrow, and it's Hawaii, so you get to watch it all evening, right? So they don't get started until we're kind of into lunch here uh, in the middle of the U.S. That'll do it for Corbett's Corner on a Wednesday. Again, just getting it to you here right before the end of the workday. The hardened trade as he heads to the Nets. NHL season starting tonight, and the PGA rolling on through Hawaii beginning tomorrow with the Sony Open.